Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chosen to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball Podcast where we focus on giving your brain a six pack by exercising your mind. Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training practice and work now i'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy well the first step my friends can be very easy and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view which in itself will increase your curiosity in life now exercising your mind won't give you all the answers you will however begin to look at things with more peace understanding and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life now before we go any further i'm no doctor no psychiatrist no psychologist i have however been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years and to be honest i got to a point in my life where i was looking at the person i was becoming versus the person i wanted to be and that among other things required me to look at my mental health responsibly so whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it it doesn't matter maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips tricks and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life pull up a seat kick up your feet this is your family man welcome home no judgment zone this week's episode episode 517 response ability let's go welcome ladies and gentlemen gentlemen and ladies to another week another episode of the medicine ball podcast please like subscribe share it to a friend who you think could relate or might be going through something please interact with me as you guys have been doing i'm well over ten thousand listens on just one i think that's just on spotify and that's not counting the other one so shout out to y'all i appreciate y'all rocking to me and listening to me and checking me out it's definitely put me on the radar please check out the website www.medicineballls3.com as well as the social medias which are going to be medicine ball ls3 on tiktok Facebook, Instagram, Facebook group, all that good stuff as I continue to look at different ways to interact with the wide variety of people and audience. I appreciate the love and support, man. This week's episode, response ability. So I want to start with kind of like a little story or just like a little relation of when I was growing up. And I know that some of you all may be able to relate. Many of you all probably won't as I realize my age each and every day as I interact with people. I digress anyway. So when I was coming up, man, I was a real big fan of Saturday morning cartoons. And I know I'm about to sound old, man. And I can remember the time, 1130 or 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time every Saturday would be one of my favorite shows of all time and that would be the uncanny x-men y'all remember the theme song anyway if not go youtube it's up to check it out but anyway 
all of the mutants in the show was very interesting to me because they were all these mutants and they had abilities. And very early on, and to this day, I took a liking to who to to this day I would say is my favorite X Men, Wolverine. Right? He was the guy who was kind of wild and had antimonium claws that came out of his skin. But more importantly, he had the healing ability, which in a lot of ways, if you're not deep into the comic, could make him seem invincible. Right? Now, uh, on this show, just the Saturday show, because I'm a comic fan, too, so I've read into comics and even deeper uh, to really get an understanding of it that I didn't have at that time. We didn't have as much technology, but long story short, there were mutants that people, you know, kind of liked more than other mutants. And I can remember, I want to say, like, the pilot episode for that particular series, the Uncanny X-Men, that particular animated series, started out with Jubilee. And... Jubilee and I believe Rogue was one of the key people in there but long story short you kind of get the feeling that Jubilee who was a mutant who had like this explosive power which kind of looked like fireworks and it wasn't the most flashy ability it wasn't the strongest ability in often cases it could seem useless and one of the people who was able to kind of relate to her with that was another X-Man by the name of Rogue. She was the one who had the silver streak in her hair. She could fly and she had superhuman strength, but she also had an ability that she didn't like, but was very powerful and useful. That ability was um, when she took off her gloves. If you go look at the cartoon, she always wore gloves. When she took off her gloves and touched skin to skin with someone, she would absorb their mutant powers for a minute she would avoid if they would have been poisoned or shot or something to that example right she would absorb that and take that from them and often cases if they were somebody who was injured she could touch them that way and and heal them to a certain extent before you know killing herself and i remember very early on in these episodes that like she was kind of, you know, shunned her in Jubilee. Oh, Rogue, she just has strength, but everybody has strength. She's not da 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 Boy, somebody caught a poison or got poisoned, that's the first person they looking for. Not because of her strength, not because her ability to fly, but for her ability to touch people and take their some of their mutant powers and take whatever their poison was, right? So I know that could be a little bit confusing the way i told that story especially if you're not someone who reads comics or up on the x-men so let me get related to another story from this was my high school football days and you know i went to a predominantly white school and there was a guy i remember his name to this day i ended up hanging out with him we were friends his name was john green and john green was a soccer player follow me he was a soccer player he was good in soccer. And I want to say, like, within two or three years of me graduating from that high school, they won the state championship in soccer. Never played a day of football in his life. But he got on the team for his ability to kick the field goal. Now, the rest of us who play, you know, linebacker, offensive lineman, more aggressive positions. I mean, if you look at football, any position on that field is more aggressive and more physical than the kicker. If you're kicking the ball off, unless you're Pat McAfee or one of these folks, you kick the ball off and you start running to the sideline if you the kicker, right? They don't never show that in the NFL because they follow the ball downfield and folks start running off to the side or field goal, 
right? So John Green was very arrogant. He was kind of a ladies' man, you know, good-looking guy. You know what I mean? He had a lot of the girls. He had swag. His parents had money. He was well-dressed. Just was a trash talker. He would be standing around at practice with the cleanest jersey and pants ever, just talking trash in the locker room, talking trash, getting beat up by some of the bigger guys because he's flirting with their girlfriend, just talking trash, bro. And nobody really liked John except let us be down one point with, with 30, 40 yards away from the, from the end zone. John all of a sudden is the superstar. Yo, where's John Green at? Right? Where's the field goal kicker? Now, of course, with that came more responsibility because he was pampered. Bro, when you get out there, we expected you to make the field goal. But nobody else, um, to my knowledge, you know, on my team was wanting to seek that ability or even tap into that ability that they probably all had. It just made more sense for John because he was a soccer player. Right? So why am I talking about X-Men and mutants and abilities? Why am I talking about football and the kicker and his particular ability. I'm going to tell y'all one more story and then I'm going to get into it and we're going to get it popping. So when I was in college, I was part of a fraternal organization, man. And now like I'm doing this kind of off the top of my mind and I'm trying to like be aware and not mentally lazy as I describe and explain this story. Um, so I'm part of an organization and we're at a party on campus back in college. And I'm not going to say a rival organization because there is no rivals amongst the, you know what I mean, the black Greeks. We really family because it's still us versus whatever. Y'all follow me. But just another organization who wore a different color, right? They were at this party. Now, one of my big bros of my organization brought his girl along. And I can't remember if she was a Zeta, which would be the sister sorority. But regardless uh, one of the other fellows from the other organization was trying to talk to his girl. You know what I mean? Just in the passing, like it wasn't like he, she was standing right next to my bro in my organization. But somewhere in the party, he tried to talk to her and she turned him down. And he was disrespectful to her. He called her out her name. She, of course, goes back and tells my big bro, yo, this dude called me a blah, 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 blah. Right. My big bro goes to address the dude, not even in a violent manner. Now, he's not soft. He would be about it if there was any disrespect. But he was like, hey, man, can you apologize? Right? Now, mind you, there's probably like 20 people from my organization there. It doesn't even matter how many people from their organization was there. Right? Because we's tenacious. And I'm not promoting any violence. I'm just using this to paint a bigger picture. He goes to tell the dude to apologize. The dude says literally, man, I ain't going to mother... As soon as he says that, he doesn't even get the last word out of his mouth. He get duffed out. I'm not even going to say he's going to duffed out. Let me, let me be careful. There was a fumble drill or a dog pal. Y'all go Google it and look it up. Long story short, my big bro whose girl got disrespected, he didn't even get a chance to get into any fisticuff with this dude because of everybody else having a fumble drill and a dog pal, right? And the thing that I learned from that that really stuck out to my mind to this day is that your reactions, especially when you're someone of esteem or trying to be a leader or a more noble person, your reactions matter not only for you, but for what other people are going to potentially do. Response, ability. Y'all know I love plays on words, but 
It is a responsibility to be aware of your ability to respond. And that is what this week's episode is about. I think this is going to be a dope episode, so I'm trying to put it all together. Um, I have it here on the paper, but I just want to make sure that I structure this properly. So the first thing we have to look at when we look at your ability to respond is the word responsibility. And not for the reason that most people would think that you need to think about it, right? Responsibility. Oh, man, that means that there's something that you're in charge of or something that's been given to you that you have to overlook or shepherd, et cetera, et cetera. But I want to dig a little deeper. Those of you in the peanut gallery, beware. We about to say something real right here. And if this is your first time listening, it might blow your mind. In order to consider yourself responsible or a person with responsibility, by default, you have to be open to the idea that you could possibly be irresponsible. That's the first thing before we get into your ability to respond that I need everybody to understand and grasp. And I'm talking to myself as well. Right. In order to be responsible, and this works with anything, like, right, in order to be considered noble, in order to be considered honest, right, any of that, you have to be open to the fact that by definition, the potential is there for you to be the opposite of that, for you to be dishonest or looked at as unnoble or lacking chivalry. So as we get into medicine ball and we always talk about exercising your brain and especially me, these last two episodes talking about paradigms and the way that we look at things, we have to understand that like we're not perfect. And anytime we step into something that's a characteristic of high value, we have to understand that there's a flip side to that. So if you're somebody who has responsibility, meaning you're responsible for something, you have to understand that the if you're, if you're mentally lazy or you don't take that serious, you can lead to being irresponsible or, you know, irresponsibility, plain and simple. Now, the reason that I think it's important that we always focus on this idea of us probably being uh, us being open to the idea that our ideas and our values and the way that we look at things aren't correct all the time and truly being objective. We have to be able to criticize ourselves and be aware and accept that they, there are strengths and weaknesses that we have. That there are times in our lives when we were irresponsible, where we dropped the ball, where we chose to be with the wrong person, et cetera, et cetera. Now, piggybacking off of that and going right back into what I was talking about with the mutants and the kicker, there's a lot of abilities that a lot of us have that we may not necessarily see value in or we may not want. So because we don't see the value in them or we may not want them, it's easy for us to overlook them and throw them to the side, which is very, very dangerous. Right. And I'm speaking to myself and let me kind of break that down for you. If you're in a situation, I use me for an example right now on the job hunt. Um, you know, it's real easy to get depressed or start kicking yourself about that instead of like looking at the skills and the abilities that you do have. Well, I'm still a leader. I gained some extra skills with the virtual aspect of it. Let me look at that. Oh, no matter how much I try to get away from it, I still have a musical ability. I still have an ability to teach. How can I take those things and leverage them to be advantageous for me? Right. So we have to understand that no matter what situation we're in or what we may think about ourselves based on and we're going to get into this our conditions or what we're going through we have some type of ability or skill that is within us that we may not be 
looking to use and leverage for our uh, advantage or just our better, you know, mental well-being. Now, the reason that I'm getting into that as I start to dab, uh, dive more into this response ability is that our response when it comes to any circumstance, any situation, any interaction with people is the first thing that we have control over as soon as the event, action or whatever takes place. But what happens is we usually mentally lazy or we're not aware of it or we haven't even given thought to it that we blow right by our ability to respond and we give it up. And so now I want to build on that. What we don't realize and it takes practice. You have to constantly be aware of it is that when we just be like, oh, man, my situation is this. So it is what it is. Or, oh, that's just how I am. Or, oh, this person is grumpy. So I just got to be like that. What you're actually doing is relinquishing your power as well as placing the responsibility for the event on something or someone other than yourself. Now, it's very easy to do because it's the path of least resistance and the path with the least amount of thought, but it's very detrimental to us because once you give that up, once you give that power up, you on for the ride of whatever happens in that event or that interaction. And I think that I, a lot of people, myself included, blow right by that. So the first thing we need to understand, like as we start going into our ability to respond, is just like that is a power. It is an ability that has been given to each and every one of us that we control solely. No matter what happens, somebody can slap you in the face. You still control what, how you respond. Right. And I think I spoke about this on the previous episodes when we let our feelings control our actions like that's equivalent to like a toddler when it comes to logic and behavior. So we have to really understand that now. Let's break that down a little bit more because we're going to break it down into two categories and I'm going to give y'all two hidden categories from that and I'm going to be done. So when it comes to your ability to respond, you have to look at things from two different perspectives. And to be honest, we all naturally look at things from these two different perspectives, right? And these perspectives are a circle of influence which means that's our thoughts, ideas, circumstances, situations or whatever that we can influence, that we have some type of control over to manipulate and form an outcome based on what we do. We have a circle of influence. Then we have a circle of concern. This might be the economy, the politics, things that are out. You get laid off from your job due to lack of work, things that you cannot control or change the outcome of it or get a desired response from because you don't really have no input well what happens next is there are two type of people right there are people who are uh truly objective right and who have control over their situation and the things that happen in their life or have more control over it. and then there's are people who are just and i hate to use this word victims to it Right. They are pushed along through life. And the Bible even makes references to this about why your foundation should be firm in Jesus. But that's another story. So people who are successful and tend to get things done and we'll call them proactive people as opposed to people who react. Right. Proactive people focus on the things that they can influence. And the first thing that they understand that they can influence is their response. And really, even before a response, it's your thought process. So. Say you get into a conversation with somebody and they cut you off or it doesn't play out. The moment you start thinking like, and proactive people don't think this way. The moment you start thinking like, well, man, because they're like this or because the situation is like this, 
you're already barking up the wrong tree. I had talked about that previously at my grandmother and that. Now, reactive people relinquish all of their power. See, so proactive people, when they do that, they retain some type of power of the situation or the circumstance that's unwavering. And that's a lot of power and strength in that. Now, people who are more reactive and I'm guilty, I try to be, you know, less reactive or I'm aware when I'm reacting too much. But people who are reactive are always pushed by things that, you know, they can't really control. Man, inflation is high. Oh, man, I, I I got laid off. I don't have a job instead of looking for a job. Right. Oh, man, this person is just hard to deal with. So I'm just going to love them from afar, a.k.a. they're not going to talk to them. These are things that are easier to do. And on the surface seem like they might be victories, but they're actually losses because what you're doing every single time that you do that is relinquishing your power and your control to um your your ability to respond. And when you do that over time and you're not aware of it. it it forms a groove and a pattern and a habit that's very hard to break. And that in itself can affect the way that we look at things, the way that we observe things, the way that we are feeling about our objectivity and so forth and so on. So I know those are two broad circles, you know, again, and those are things that are in our circle of influence and our circle of concern. And I already told you the people that are proactive focus and put their energy into their circle of influence, the things that they have an ability to have some type of power control in versus reactive people who relinquish it. But what's really going on there is there's actually two more abilities or two more skills. Y'all know how I get down skills that tell. And what those two things are is things that you could control and things that you can't. Lamest terms, things that you could do something about and things that you can't. What are things you can't do nothing about? Previous mistakes, your past, the economy, the weather, uh, how social media responds, how people respond to your product or your service. You can't, you, you, you can't control that. What can you control? The research that you do behind your product and how people respond, uh, looking at your skills and making sure that when you're searching for a job, that your resume is in order, making sure that you understand how the application selection process is going. There are things of that. So we need to break them down. And I'm going to give you all right now the key that a lot of people who are more proactive and more successful get is that. And really, let's get into it. They understand how to accept and positively talk um, on a deeper level through things in their life. Right. And I don't want to sound like I'm just being cynical, but bro, if somebody's a difficult person and they're older than you, say they 70 years old and they grumpy, what in the hell can you possibly do to make that person not be grumpy no more? You can't do anything about it. But if you're proactive, what you will do is go about it in a different way. You will learn to operate in a way that eliminates that person's shortcomings or, or, or that situation's shortcomings to where they don't even matter. You can have a mindset about things that you're choosing to do, right? For instance, if you have a class, if you're a student, right, and say you play sports or something like that, and you have a class on the same day that you have a tournament, and you're like, man, I got to go to this tournament because I'll get kicked off the team. Now, just in that situation, if we just pause and don't be mentally lazy and look into it more, and this is a way that we can start to question how we're looking at things and take back our control with our response ability. Let's start looking at it. Well, 
it's not that you have to go or you'll get kicked off the team. You're choosing to remain on the team, so you're missing class. But let's break that down a little bit further. What are you actually choosing to do? You're choosing, what is it? And the way that you do this is you start looking at the consequences. So, what are your consequences of missing class? Oh, I don't know. You're not going to kick me out. Nah, we're not even going to go that deep. One of the consequences is you're going to miss learning, which might be a foundational block for you to understand something later on in the class. And I know me as a student, I didn't get that. This is just a little side note that like, yo, these are building blocks. So you mess around and find out and miss the right days. You're going to be completely lost on the whole thing. So now when we take that same scenario, we look at it in a more mature or more aware mind frame. We're choosing are taking a chance and it's still on us. We're keeping our control and our power of the situation with the way that we respond and the way that we're thinking about it and looking at it. We're choosing to go to this tournament and volunteering to take the chance that we can miss this information and still be good to take the class. And a lot of people don't break those things down. So when we talk about our ability to respond, I want to give you three things that we can start to do each and every day so that we could take back some of our power. We can use some of our abilities that we've given and maximize them, even though we may have overlooked them or not wanted them or not even known they exist. Now you do. And I'm going to give you three things you can do to start to take back your ability to respond. Number one, number one is be aware of it. There's so much that you can gain by just being aware that when you respond, that is your power. That is your rebuttal. That is your attempt to gain back your power. That is your counterattack. So many of us are bombarded each and every day by the things that life throws at us in a fast-paced environment that is so easily when things happen for us to just off instinct react with no thought that we completely are oblivious over time to the fact that we actually have this ability to respond. And if we're utilizing it correctly, it will not only change our outcomes of our situations, but gradually change how we even look at things and make us more objective. Number one, be aware that you have the power and that you have the ability to respond. Number two, focus more energy on your circle of influence, the things that you can control, whether than as opposed to your circle of concern, things that bother you or that are in your thoughts, but you may not really have any power, regardless of how you respond to dictate the outcome. Put your energy into the circle of influence, and that's little things. The way that you talk to yourself, the way that you go about things. Man, I have to do this today. No, you get an opportunity to do this today. Man, I don't want to do this now. No, you prefer to do this at a time when you have more energy. Start being aware of that and where you're putting your energy when it comes to your circles, because we too, there's many circles, but we have those two everybody at the minimum and try to put more energy into your circle of influence. Now, I want to be clear when I say this, that doesn't mean that you ignore your circle of concern because your circle of concerns have things that are sociably applicable, such as reading the room, political topics, things that you should be talking about in the way that you should be presenting yourself. You have to be aware of it because without you being aware of it, you won't be um, aware that you might be putting too much into your circle of concern. Focus your energy on the correct circle, which is the circle of influence and watch how you start to change how you look at things. Number three, and this one has been something that I have been focused on and I, you know, encourage you all to focus on it as well because it's actually contained in the serenity prayer. 
God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Knowing how to accept the things that you cannot change or that you cannot control or that no matter what your response is, you cannot, um, you know, enhance or have an influence on the outcome is, is peaceful. It's peace within that. And a majority of people know the serenity prayer. But again, with the fast paced environment, we can say it, but we don't really take that to heart. You might not be able to, you know, change or control what happens in what what job area you work in, right? And it may be that the economy and, you know, things are changing to where you might become obsolete. But what you should do from that is look at the skills that you do have that can be transitioned into current skills and build yourself from there. Uh, it could be a situation with a relationship with someone that you really, really cared about. And I think it's human nature if we care and love about someone that we want to change them. And no matter how much we try in our mind, we have to understand and accept that until they're willing to change, it's almost pointless. Now, I'm not saying you deal with people in a cruel way or you brush people off, but you have to stand firm on understanding that to save yourself a lengthy time of unpleasant situations. Nothing's worse than being in a relationship or dealing with somebody for a long period of time just for it to end regardless and still be a blowout. Cut your losses, but in a righteous way. Learn to accept the things that you cannot change. If my dad is an older guy who says and does some grumpy stuff, bro, he's lived his whole life. He's brought six good children into the world, and he's a good man. Overall, a little assholeish, but he's a good, solid man. Let him be a little grumpy from here and there. I'm not saying just let him be um, get wild with it, but allow him to live, bro. He put in the work. Just like when you or I put in the work in that many years or have that many kids, God willing, we have earned some type of respect and a chance to kick our feet up. Remember that. And those are the three things I'm going to leave y'all with when it comes to your ability to respond to any situation, any person, any circumstance, any adversity. I don't care what happens, bro. It could be an earthquake right here while I'm talking. How are you going to respond? And if you blow through that, you've already relinquished your power. Remember that. Yo, this has been episode 517, response, ability. Two things each and every day, man. Lesson to suffering to someone else and learn something. Push yourself and realize you're not a victim to your circumstance. But you accepting that your circumstance is what it is and there's nothing you can do about it will make you a victim. You got this. Stay up. I love y'all. Like, subscribe, share, holla at me until next week. Yeah, yeah. Thank you.